Redeemer and my provider, my strong tower that I can run into in the time of trouble. We bless your holy name. We give you all of the honor, all of the praise, oh Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Say that again. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. If we have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Again at verse 24. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 24. By faith, Moses. When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, the pleasure of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By the help of the Holy Ghost, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought. Decisions Moses made when he grew up. Decisions Moses made when he grew up. Let's put down our Bibles and let's lift up our hands and our voices And let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Father, we love you tonight, sweet Jesus. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor tonight, dear God. I pray, oh Lord Jesus, that you would bless your word tonight. I pray, oh God, that you would multiply tonight, dear God, that it would minister to every heart here tonight, dear Lord. Dear God, each and every day, dear Lord, that you allow us, oh God, to be on this earth, dear Lord. Help us, dear God to make those decisions, dear God, that is going to draw us closer to you, dear Lord, that we would learn of you, dear God, that we would be led, dear God, by your spirit, oh Lord. We need you, dear Lord, more than ever, Lord. We can do nothing on our own, oh God, but our trust is in you and our confidence is in you tonight, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in church tonight. To lift up the name that is greater than any other name. And you know, to come to the house of the Lord on a Tuesday night after a long day. God knows it was long if you had to work and different people you had to deal with and different spirits that you're brushing shoulders with. You had a pretty long day. But despite all of that, we made, I would say, the right decision to come into the house of the Lord and recognize that there is a reason, amen, 
that we're alive today. And that there's a reason that we, listen, that we made it through this day safe and sound. And that we made it back to the house of the Lord. Amen. That we're still in the land of the living. There is a reason. And it's not because I'm something great. And it's not because that I've arrived. And it's not because I figured out how this thing works. But it is because that there is a God that is working on my behalf. Day after day. Never slumbering and never sleeping. And that he is keeping me safe. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping breath down in my body. He's clothing me in my right mind. Listen, we live in a world that a lot of people are out of their minds. And I'm going to tell you, it's a blessing to know where you're going. It's a blessing to know, amen, what direction you're going in. I'm going to tell you, that's not a light thing. That's a big thing. And it's because of God that I stand here tonight. That we have all of our limbs. And that everything hopefully is functioning. Amen. That God is so good. And that God is so wonderful and kind. And he is a loyal God. Amen. He is a God that is faithful even when we are not faithful. And because God is so faithful and because God is so loyal. I believe that it ought to wake me up. Amen. And help me to understand that there are some choices that I'm going to have to make. That once and for all, I'm going to have to make some decisions. Amen. On what side I'm standing on. Whether I'm going to stand on the side that does its best to undo the things of God and things that God has set in order to be right and to be true. Whether I'm going to have a made-up mind that despite everything everybody is saying and what they're doing and how they're going about their life, that I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to stand on the right side. Amen? And I'm going to tell you tonight, the right side, amen, is the side of the Lord. i got to have a made-up mind tonight that I want Jesus more than anything, that I want to be in his will more than anything. And that with a made-up mind tonight, that I'm coming to lift up my voice like a trump and to lift up my hands as high as they can go and let God know that I appreciate him and that I adore all that he has done. Can I tell you tonight, I may be a little tired and weary in my body, but can I tell you it doesn't compare to who God is. Can I tell you, can I remind you, God doesn't get tired of taking care of you. God doesn't get tired of providing for us. God doesn't get tired, amen, of working things out for our good. So I shouldn't get tired of lifting up my hands. I shouldn't get tired of lifting up my voice. I shouldn't let my day interfere with me coming in and giving God what he deserves. And that is my very best. Who came to bring their best sacrifice tonight? Amen. I'm not talking about some leftover that you want God to accept. Amen. But who came to bring God your very best? Amen. And let God know I come to bring you the best that I have.
have, Lord, all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul. I come to make the right choice to worship God despite how I feel and despite what is going on in our world tonight. You can be seated. You'll find out that people allow things to interfere and to keep them from making the right choice, make the right decision. A lot of times, if I'm still making the wrong decision and I'm still repeating the same old habits and the same old behavior, it is a very clear indication that there is not much growth that has taken place, that I haven't matured to a point where I understand what is of greater value and of what is important that I'm still an infant, amen? I'm still an infant in my my walk with God. That by this time, there should be some maturity, amen? Where I understand that nothing that this world can offer me, amen, can compare to what God has in store for me. If I would just hold on, And if I would just stay in his will, and if I would just remain rooted and grounded in the truth of God's word, that if I would just have a made-up mind, amen, that it doesn't matter what I have to endure for the name of Jesus. Doesn't matter how I may be, amen, kicked out of the religious country clubs, amen. So be it, amen. I've come to find out. That living for God is the best choice to make. I've come to find out that nothing that this world can offer me, amen, can compare to what God has in store, amen, for those that love him and that would obey his gospel and that will hang on in there and remain loyal and faithful to him in his will. Can I tell you tonight, I got to have an understanding that this world is going to fade away. It's going to pass and everything that is in it. Amen. And the only thing that is going to matter is what did I do for the Lord Jesus Christ? Whether I live my life to serve him and to please him on a Tuesday night, I've never been more clear, amen, about what I should be doing with my life, how I should be living, who I should be serving. Can I tell you tonight, Jesus is the way, amen. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what decision they are making. I've come to a point where I have grown a little bit, amen. And I realize it ain't in this world, amen. I've come to realize that it's all about the church. It's all about the word of God. It's all about living and serving the Lord. Bible tells us we're at the portion of our study where the children of Israel, Joseph has died. All of his brethren, that generation has passed. And that 
There in the land of Egypt is the children of Israel. They're in the land of Goshen. The Bible says that they are multiplying at a rapid rate. And that the king that were dwelling in Egypt at that time that were reigning was not the king that showed Joseph and his family favor. But he has died. He has passed off. There is a new pharaoh that has arose. And this pharaoh, he does not view the children of Israel as a benefit. He looks at them as a threat because they are outnumbering the Egyptian. And he said, listen, we got to do something about this people because they are, they are growing fast. And that lest they outnumber us and join our enemies and they overtake us. And so you know what we're going to do? We are going to enslave these people. And you'll find out that he began to enslave them and begin to beat them and begin to put them under hard labor. But I find it very interesting that while they are going through all of this kind of opposition, the Bible says that they are still multiplying. They are still growing. Amen. And I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, that it doesn't matter what kind of opposition comes up against the church. Doesn't matter what kind of affliction. Doesn't matter what kind of persecution. Doesn't matter what hell begins to stir up and tries to stop. Amen. I'm going to tell you tonight, can I remind us that we are a part of something that is unstoppable. Amen. Can I remind us that we are part of something that is undefeated tonight and is going to remain undefeated tonight? Somebody got to grab a hold of the word of Jesus Christ and you got to have a made up mind. I would be crazy, amen, to walk away from God in the days, in the times that we are living in. Hell is going to come against the church, amen. But I got good news for somebody, amen, that the rock that the church is built upon, hell will not overcome that church. It will not prevail against the church of the living God. So I got a word for somebody tonight that the devil is trying to talk you out of your walk with God. He's trying to talk you out of the church. I got a word for you tonight. Hang on in there. Keep your hands lifted. Keep your voice raised. Have a made up mind that I'm not turning around. I'm not backing up. I'm not letting down. Matter of fact, we're going to give the devil a word tonight. Amen. You are a liar. Amen. And you are the father of lies. Amen. And we got to remind you tonight that you are defeated. Amen. And that the church will win when it's all said and done. We may go through it. We may have to endure some things. There may be hardship. I'm going to tell you tonight, it is never so bad where I need to leave the church. Where I give up on church. Where I give up on the word of God. Where I give up on prayer. 
I think it's crazy to go through, amen, and to begin to start being unfaithful and disloyal to God. I need to hold on, amen, to what has got me where I am, amen. I need to have a made-up mind that I'm going to lift up my hands even higher, and I'm going to lift up my voice even louder. I didn't say it's going to be easy. I didn't say there's going to be some days that I'm not going to struggle. I know that is real, amen. But through it all, amen, I got to have a made-up mind. It's better to be with God than to be without God. It's better to be in the church than to be out of the church, amen. And if you can turn your back on God that easy, I have to doubt you was never with him in the first place. Because when you get a taste of the Holy Ghost, when you get a taste of the heavenly things to come, you don't let go of it like that. You don't let down on it like that. You realize this ain't no ordinary thing. This ain't no second tier thing, amen. This is the greatest thing that has ever been known to man. You got the real Holy Ghost. You ain't giving up that easy. You ain't letting down that easy. Now, there is something that will keep you in trying times. There's something that will hold you together when it gets hard and difficult. That God's word, there's always an encouraging word in the word of God. If I'm looking there, there is always an encouraging word. Well, I don't feel encouraged. Open up the book, amen. What are you reading? What are you listening to? I promise you ain't going to be encouraged listening to what's going on out there. You ain't going to be encouraged reading, amen, the uh, the Inquirer. You ain't going to be encouraged reading People's Magazine. But when you open up the word of God, friend, there is an encouraging word waiting for you. If you would just open up the book and help you to realize God has never, has not forsaken me. God has not left me. Lord, I'll always be with you. Amen. Somebody, you got to understand there's a confirming word found in the book that'll let you know God is by your side. God is for you. If God is for me, who can be against me? Come on, somebody. You got to open up the word of God and read up what is on these pages. I promise you, you are not. That frown will turn into a smile. You hear? Those lips will get up off the ground. If I open up the book. And start reading and draw from the word, amen, and see what people, amen, just like me, went through, amen, and decisions that they had. You know, we think we got it so hard, amen, and we think that we are we all by ourselves and we're the only ones that have been in the valley of decision, amen, where you had to make a choice, amen, of what you're going to do and 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 stick with that choice, amen. Come on, there's people that have been there before you, amen. And here's the wonderful thing about it. 
they didn't have a word, amen. We got 66 books, amen, that lets us know what is the outcome. If we would just hang on in there and if we would just make the right choice. Can I tell you tonight, I want to take the words of Moses tonight, amen, when he told the people, I set before you life and death. He said, choose life. Can I tell you tonight, the world is choosing death, friend, but I got a made up mind. Why? I'm in the house of the Lord, I choose life, amen. I choose everlasting life over everything this world can offer me. And Moses, the Bible says, it was by, first things first, I believe Moses made these decisions because of what was passed down to him, what was taught to him. Because right before we come to Moses, it talks about the decision that his parents made. That they had to make a decision whether they were going to listen to the king and obey the king's commandment or disobey his commandment. And the commandment was that you are to kill. Listen, whenever a Hebrew boy was born, baby boy was born, They were to kill that boy by throwing him into the Nile River. But the Bible says that Moses' parents, when they saw him, they looked upon him, and they knew that God's hand was on his life. The Bible says that they it was by faith that they made a choice that we are not going to be afraid of the king's commandment. Amen? And we're going to preserve this life, amen. I know the king wants to destroy this life, amen. But we are going to preserve this life. Don't you know that the devil is out to destroy, amen, the lives of the children, amen. He's out to destroy them, amen, with perversion and all kinds of corruption and all kind of filth. But somebody got to have a made-up mind, amen. We're going to preserve the life of our kids, amen. We're not putting them in the hands of the world. We're not putting them in the hands, amen, of this world and allowing the ruler of darkness, amen, to destroy their lives. But we got a made-up mind. We're going to put the word of God inside of them. We're going to bring them to the house of the Lord and teach them what prayer is about and teach them what it means to worship and magnify and call on the name of the Lord. You know what more parents we need? We need more kind of parents that is going to bring their children to the house of the Lord. Stop taking them to the movie theaters and bring them to the house of the Lord. Stop taking them and send them in front of a television and bring them into the house of the Lord. There's nothing this world has to offer. And we have to push against the king's commandment. Got to push against that. Daniel's day, the king's commandment was that they were supposed to partake of The food that was prepared for them. And Daniel said, you know what? Can't do it. Our Lord, our God has us on a certain strict diet. And we can't can't do this. We can't eat this. Can't partake of it. 
Bible says he refused the king's meat. And that they came to him and they said, listen, when you go before the king, and it's going to be obvious that you didn't partake of the king's meat, then we all are going to, that's all of our heads. And Daniel said, listen, give us a certain amount of days. Give us time. We're going to prove this thing out. Amen. And the Bible says they went away for a certain amount of days and they came back. And Daniel and them, all they did was partake of what God had instructed them to eat. The Bible says that when they showed back up, that their face was fairer than everybody else's. And that they were more alert and that they were more equipped and they were better than everybody else that was in Babylon. Can I tell you tonight, I got to have a made up mind that just because everybody else, amen, is a marching to the tune of the God of this world. I got to have a made up mind that I don't have to do what everybody else is doing, amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we don't even think to answer you careful in this matter. Amen. Our God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, we will not bow. I know the commandment is that when the music starts to play, that everybody's to bow before the golden statue. But I got news for you. There are some people that ain't bowing, lay man, like everybody else is bowing. There's people here tonight that understand as we only bow to one and his name is Jesus amen I know everybody else is bowing amen to the God of sports I know everybody else is bowing to the God of Hollywood but there are some people here tonight that's got a made up mind there's only one person that deserves that kind of adoration that deserves that kind of praise that deserves those kind of accolades and it ain't LeBron James come on it ain't Holly Berry it ain't Denzel Washington but his name is Jesus Jesus shed his blood Jesus washed us clean Jesus saved us from our sins be seated so they did not pay attention to the king's commandment they were not afraid of the king's commandment so the Bible says that when Moses had, they had Moses for a certain amount of time and they put him in an ark and put him out, put him in that same Nile River that babies were being killed in. And his sister followed that little ark, that little basket as it floated into Egypt. And Pharaoh's daughter is out there washing a certain day and she finds Moses in the water and she takes him up as her own. But the Bible says now Moses grew up, listen, being taught the ways of the Egyptians. He grew up in the house of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter. And the Bible tells us that there came a point in his life as he was reminded because for a certain amount of months his own mother nursed him. And that when he came to a certain age that he remembered all 
that was taught to him. No doubt it was taught to him that you're not an Egyptian, but that you are a Hebrew, and that your people are in bondage, and that God has a call on your life. God has called you for a purpose. God has called you for a plan. God wants to use you, amen, to be a deliverer to your people. And I'm going to tell you something. Moses had to make a decision when he came of age. He had to make a decision whether he was going to inherit, amen, everything that he had coming to him. Because he had a lot coming to him, amen. He had the riches of Egypt coming to him, amen. He was next in line, amen, to reign and to rule. But the Bible says he looked at all of that, amen, and he could not forget, amen, that this is not who I am. This is not what God has called me to do with my life. And the Bible says that when he came of years, when he came of age, he began to say, I am not the son of Pharaoh's daughter, amen. This is not who I am, but I am a Hebrew. God has his hand upon my life. Can I tell you tonight? Amen. Somebody got to have an understanding, amen, of what we supposed to be doing, amen, and who we really are, amen, in the hand that is on our life, amen. I know there's a lot that the world has to offer, amen. I know I could do a whole lot in this world, and I could achieve a whole lot in this world, but that's not what God has called me for. God has called us to be a witness. God has called us to be a light. God has called us to go and declare the truth of his word that we can bring somebody out of darkness into his marvelous light. Don't get hung up on all that Egypt can offer you. Understand that is only temporary honey, but understand God's got a plan. God's got a purpose for your life. Anybody want the will of God tonight? Anybody got a made up mind? I want what God has on me at all costs. I know that I can achieve a lot in Egypt. The Bible says when he came years, when he came of age, that he said, I am not. He said, I refuse. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You got to refuse, amen, to be addressed, amen, amen, about how you used to be. You got to refuse that, amen. You got to understand that that's not who I am. That's not what God called me to be, amen. I'm not a child of this world, amen. I'm not a child of the devil, amen. I'm a child of the most high God, amen. And that's how you will address me. Don't address me according to how I used to live, amen, and what I used to do. I refuse to be addressed that way. I refuse, amen, to be remembered for that, amen. That's not what I want to be remembered as. But I want to be known, amen, for what has taken place in my life, amen. And God has done a great work in my life, and I'm no longer that, but I'm a child of the most high God. God washed me with his blood. God filled me with the spirit. God did a work in my life. 
he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose to hang in there with the church, with God's people, and what they were enduring, and what they were going through, and what they were being afflicted by, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Can't tell you the amount of people that have walked away just for the pleasures of sin. That is only for a season. It's only for a season. That they say this living for God thing is not worth it. That God and how God does things is taking too long. And that the devil begins to play with their minds. and Begins to cause them to believe that you're wasting your time. And that there is better out there. That you need to spread your wings. That that church is holding you down. It's holding you back. That I don't have, and you'll find out that there's sometimes that we have to go through things in the church. Sometimes there's hardship. Sometimes there's affliction. And sometimes there's persecution. Sometimes things happen that are not pleasant, amen. And sometimes people throw in the towel and say that it's not worth it, amen. All of this is not worth it. That I'm going to go and I'm going to do my own thing. Can I tell you tonight, it's not worth it, amen. Losing everything over. Losing heaven over, amen. Just for sin. That is only for a season. Can I tell you tonight, there ain't no amount of money There ain't no relationship that is worth me giving up on God for. Can I tell you, I choose to hang in there with the church and with the people of God. I know it might be hard. I know we might be going through it. But I know this is best for me. It's better to be in the house of the Lord than to be out there in the world doing my thing, running wild, being reckless, no direction. It's better to hang in there with God and go through it because it's not in vain it's not in vain and he made the choice said you know what I'm going to hang in there with God's people I know that I have all of the riches in Egypt. I know that there are so many things that I could do. There are ladders that I could climb. But it ain't worth it. That's essentially what he said. It's not worth it. It's best that I hang in with the people of God. It's best that I stand strong. Stand tall. Verse 26, he said, esteeming. He considered. He considered the reproach, the suffering of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He had respect unto the recompense of the reward. 
In other words, he said, he considered that there are greater, these are greater riches going and suffering for the namesake of Christ, amen, than the treasures that are in Egypt, amen. You got to understand that if you go through it, amen, for the name of Jesus and for the gospel's sake, amen, you must understand that there's going to be a reward that is awaiting you. You must know that God will take care of you here. But friend, it ain't going to compare to what is waiting for you. Amen. When you get over on the other side. And so he understood. Amen. There's a reward waiting for me. Amen. If I would just hang on in there. If I would just stick on in in there with the people of God. With the children of the most high God. There is a reward that cannot compare. That the treasures of of Egypt cannot compare to. Can I remind you, amen, that if we hang in there, the streets of gold that we're going to walk on, the walls of Jasper, amen, those gates of pearl that we will enter in, the crystal sea, the lamb will be the light there. Can I remind you, there's a greater reward waiting for us if we will just hang on in there, if we could just lift up our eyes and see afar off and see that heavenly city and see that it's greater than anything down here. He made the decision when he grew up that this is not who I am. This is not what I am. I know what the world tries to tell me I am. Or what I'm not if I'm not doing things a certain way. Do you know the courage it took for him to take a stand? The backbone he had to have? To say, this is not who I am. I know everybody in my family is living that way, but this ain't who I am. I know everybody in my neighborhood is living like this, but this is not who I am. I know people and my friends are living like, but this ain't who I am. This is not what God called me to be. It takes courage. You got to have a backbone and say, I know that's how you living. That's not how I'm living. That's not what God gave me this breath in my body to do with. And he made a choice that I would not be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he said, you know what? Those people that nobody wants anything to be, don't want to have no dealings with, that don't want to be associated with, I'm going to stick it out with them. And I'm going to go through it with them. And I choose to be afflicted with the people of God. I choose, amen, to allow God to lead and guide me and lead this people out of bondage. And in the wilderness, as God teaches us his plan and his will of how to serve him, I choose that rather than being a king in Egypt. 
Joshua stood up before him and he said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. He says, as me, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I got to make a decision, amen, that when I become of age, there's just some decisions that I should be making. And then there's just some decisions that I shouldn't be making. That by this time in my life, I should recognize and understand what is of greater value and what is more important and what is going to last when it is all said and done. And how many know, amen, this thing is going to last. It's not the church ain't falling apart, amen. Let me say that again. Because sometimes I think we believe because the world is falling apart, the church is falling apart. I got news for you. The church ain't falling apart. Amen. The church is more stronger than ever. Amen. Come on. This ain't new. This ain't new to the church. Amen. The church, amen, is used to hard times, amen. But guess what? We perform our best in those hard times, amen. We we might be in the midst of a storm. We might be going through it, amen. But you know what we know? Our God is right there beside us. He's right there on the boat with us, amen. And I know the waves are beating. I know the winds are boisterous. But guess what? You can never forget that Jesus is in your boat. Jesus has got you covered. Jesus is on your side. You'll find out that Moses and God using Moses, that you can put the life of Moses right next to the life of Jesus Christ. And they are so similar that you'll find out that Moses was raised up to be a deliverer, to set his people free to deliver them from bondage. You'll find out that the whole reason, see, listen, the problem I have with Hollywood and when they try to tell the life of Jesus Christ, the problem I have with them is that they don't talk about the reason he came, amen? Listen, he came to deliver us, amen, from sin. Now, I know Talking about sin is not a popular thing, amen. People don't want to hear about sin, amen. But there is sin, amen. And it is leading people to hell, amen. And so we got to pull the wool off of the devil tonight, amen. And let it be known, amen, that the devil would like for you to believe, amen, that everything is all right, amen. He would love for you to scream peace, say peace, when people's lives are being destroyed, amen. But can I tell you, Jesus came to deliver us from the grip of sin, amen. If you're going to talk about what he came to do, talk about what he came to do, friend. He didn't just come, amen, in vain, amen. He came to deliver us from the clutches of sin and I don't know about anybody else but if you've ever been bound by anything you know what I mean but you also know what it means when God redeemed you and pulled you out of that hole and brought you out of that horrible pit when he delivered
delivered you and redeemed your soul from the grave. Come on, somebody. I got to let it be known tonight, amen, that Jesus broke the chains. Jesus set me free. Jesus made a way out of no way. He delivered us. He delivered us from sin. Some will say, well, I'm not in bondage to anything. I ain't got no chains on my hand. I'm not behind bars. But I'm going to tell you something. There is chains that are stronger than bars. That you can not be behind physical bars, but you can still be locked up. You can still be held captive. You can still be a prisoner. Enslaved. Because the Bible says that anybody that commits sin is a servant to sin. You're a slave. Jesus began to tell them, listen, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. He said you would know the truth and the truth would make you free. And that the Bible says they begin to say, listen, we're Abraham's seed. We have not been bond in bondage to anyone. And Jesus was trying to make it very clear that if you commit sin, you're in bondage, sir. You're in bondage, ma'am. You are a slave. And they could not comprehend what he was talking about. He was talking about spiritual chains, amen, that people cannot break free from. Why can't the person... Stop smoking and put down the cancer stick after the doctors told them that they have lung cancer. Even after they have cut a hole in their throat, that they're still, I've known of people to put the cigarette, rat lit cigarette in that hole. Why can a person stop? Why? I remember a woman, the doctor told her that you are only breathing 26%. And it was because of smoking. She had an oxygen tank. And I walked in her house. We was talking. And she was about to pick up that cigarette and light it. I said, what do you you think you're doing? I said, put that down. Why can't people stop? Why people can't stop looking at stuff that they know they ain't got no business listening to. And they know it's destroying the fabric of their minds. It's tearing down all of their morality. Destroying them. Why? And, and while they're doing it, they know, I shouldn't be looking at this. Chains. It's very real. Sin is real. Jesus came to destroy that. Jesus came to deliver us from that. He came to set us free, amen. And for all of those that don't think you need the Holy Ghost, I got news for you. You need the Holy Ghost, sir. You need the Holy Ghost, ma'am. 
And the only way you're going to get it, let me, I know we talked about it Sunday night. Let me say it again. There's only one evidence of us receiving the Holy Ghost. And I got news for you. It ain't tears. It ain't you feeling good on the inside. The evidence of us receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That's what you need, ma'am. That's what you need, sir. If you're going to overcome sin. The Holy Ghost can't make it without it. And so Moses was a deliverer. Jesus came to deliver us from sin. You'll find out that in their both of their childhood, there was a commandment that was given out to destroy, to kill those baby boys. That we read with Pharaoh made that commandment to stop the growth of the people of God. And you'll find out that the, those wise men, they came looking for him that was to be the king of the Jews. And Herod did not like that. The king of the Jews, only one king around here. The Bible says, he said, listen, when you find him, you find that baby, bring him to me. I want to worship him too. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Bible says that those wise men was warned by an angel and told them, listen, go another way. Don't go back the same way. And Herod, when he realized that they weren't coming back, he did his best to try to stop and try to kill this baby that was to be the king of the Jews. The Bible says that all of the young boys from a certain age down, he put out that they were to be killed, hopefully, hoping that he would kill Jesus. And so you'll find out that their lives are so similar. You'll find out that Moses even told the people of God in the book of Deuteronomy as he is t teaching them and he is reteaching them um, the law. But the Bible says he told them that God would raise up a prophet likened unto me, and that you are to hear him and to obey him to the point where he said that it, whoever don't hear him will be cut off. And you'll find out that when Jesus, when John the Baptist came and he was preaching, he was declaring the word of God. And he was preaching so strong that they began to think that he was the one to come. And he said, listen, I'm not the Messiah. He said, I am not that prophet either. That prophet that they were waiting for, that Moses had told them about, was Jesus Christ. He was the one that was going to be likened unto Moses. And so their lives are so similar, amen, and that Moses had to make a choice, amen. He had to make a decision that I'm going to do what God has called me to do. They both were rejected by their own people, amen. They rejected Moses from reigning over, from reigning over him. And that Jesus came, they rejected him from reigning over them. Can I tell you tonight, it's a foolish thing to reject Jesus. And there are a lot of people in our world that are rejecting him today, amen. But can I tell you tonight, I got a made up mind that I want to draw as close to Jesus 
as I possibly can. Amen. I want to get my arms around him and not let go. Can I tell you tonight, amen, you can hold on to other people, amen, but they ain't going to do you the way that Jesus will. You can wrap, you can do your best to hold on to this world, amen, but this world is falling apart. It is unraveling at the seams. Friend, you better get a hold of something that is sure and that is solid and that is not going to fall apart. Can I, the fire can't burn it. The water can't flooded and overcoming can I tell you tonight you better grab a hold of the word of God and we better grab a hold of Jesus Christ and while everybody's losing their mind and falling apart I got my hands lifted I got my voice raised letting God know I believe in you I trust in you I'm relying on you I know you got me covered Lord I know you got my back I know your blood is covering our lives we got to grab a hold of something real tonight let us remain standing got to make that decision tonight that although everybody else around me is doing whatever they want to do and is believing whatever they want to believe I choose Jesus I choose to hang in there with the people of God. I choose to hang in. And Moses, to choose affliction, to choose suffering over the riches of Egypt, says that Moses had his eyes on something a whole lot higher down here. When I have grown in the Lord, the Bible talks about growing in grace and knowledge. Paul talked about that when I was a child, I thought as a child, not like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. It's talking about a maturity level. Talking about coming of age. Understanding what is important. That when I have grown in grace and knowledge. When I have picked up this book, started to read and learn, the Bible has a way of sobering you up and helping you to understand what is important and what's going to last. The Bible lets us know what is going to happen to this world. What is the end? And all of its riches, and all of the fame, and all of the fortune, lets us know what is going to happen. It has a way of sobering us up, causing us to grow, and help us to understand that there is something more important than down here. And yes, I want to do my best to provide and take care of my knees and the knees of loved one. And listen, God wants you to, but not at the expense of your soul. Because what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And Moses said, it profits nothing for me to gain Egypt and lose 
it all in the end. And he said, you know what? I counted greater riches, the reproaches of Christ, greater riches than the treasures that is in Egypt. And the question is, how am I viewing this living for God thing? How am I viewing living for God? What's my view of church tonight? What is my view tonight? How? I want to cherish this. I want to love this more than anything. I want it more than anything. And I want to have the kind of attitude that if nobody else stands for God, and if nobody else serves Him, else comes I'll be found in the house of the Lord with my hands lifted with my voice raised calling upon the name of the Lord you know why because I've just grown a little bit and I realize the answer is not out there it's not out there it's not I don't care what they're doing I don't care what the devil is offering never satisfied. Never satisfied. Let's lift up our hands tonight and let's lift up our voices just for a couple of minutes here tonight and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Come on somebody, talk to him tonight and ask the Lord to help you tonight. Help us dear Jesus. That each and every day dear God, that there is breath in our bodies Lord.